Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of Self to Society. My name is Dennis Gable. Today's topic is about toxic energy in general, what somebody brings to a room, a moment, a situation, a relationship, their life in general. Um, But also, like I very specifically want to talk about what we are defining as, quote, male energy or toxic male energy or aggressive male energy or dick swinging energy or male posturing, posturing, posture, posturing. (laughs) Uh, This kind of energy plays itself out in, I think, many different ways and many different scenarios. So that's what we're going to talk about. Let me start this episode, first of all, by saying I can be a grade A fucking douchebag from time to time. I am not always nice. I'm not always overly thoughtful. I'm for sure not sensitive or soft with my delivery most of the time. Um, I can be extremely manipulative if I choose to be. I can be a, a number one asshole on everybody's list should that, should that be the direction that I want to approach life. Uh, I am, however, fortunate to have taken many steps back in my life and... Uh, look at myself and identify my actions and my behaviors and continue to try to get further away from things that are inherently just shitty to do or say or act regarding other humans. And I think ultimately that's the issue. I think ultimately that is the topic is that what we're, when we say toxic energy or like, you know, shitty posturing, whether no matter who it comes from, I think what we're suggesting is that people are showing up for themselves and not showing up for the good or the whole of another person or people or group. That seems fair to say, is that when somebody has that kind of energy um, or comes into a room or a situation very aggressively, that it is almost never about the other people involved. It is almost always about how that person is choosing to show up for themselves in that particular moment. Now, there are a lot of women who talk about this subject, uh, male ego and male posturing and uh, men overall just being dickheads in public or, you know, in life. Um, I did an episode many, many moons ago called Stop Sending Dick Pics, which was maybe like version one of what this episode might be in in some part. And really, uh, part of what I discussed is how arrogant and ignorant it is for a male to think that they, that somebody else would want a, a picture of their dick without asking for it. That action in and of itself or the motivation or the intention that leads to that kind of action is inherently and totally self-serving and would be an element of what I would call posturing. Um, it is assuming that somebody wants you when they haven't given you the uh, right or the accessibility to be in their space, to have part of them. It's assuming that just because you show up as a male and insert yourself into a situation or somebody's life or somebody's moment or a conversation that you are wanted there and have to be heard. Uh, A, it's super fucking ignorant for anybody to think that just because they show up that they deserve to be heard. That's some bullshit and it is... Uh, self-serving at its very least. Um, Now, 
please, please understand that when I talk about some of these things, I sometimes am talking from a place of guilt. Uh, I And by guilt, I mean things that I'm guilty of. Uh, sometimes I'll be talking from a place of just observation. And you may not know. So if I don't preface by saying, hey, I've been a real dickhead in this area, and then talk about it, you may not know, and it's hard to differentiate. Uh, please know that, hey, Mike, uh, please know that nothing that I'm saying is to intentionally skirt around or dismiss my own actions um, or my own intentions or things that I've done in the past or said or whatever. Okay, we got that out of the way. So when uh, I think I think part of the complaint or the issue, and I'm just going to keep talking about men because this is actually the fucking issue. When men show up and, and expect that they should be received or they show up and expect to be wanted or treated well or served or listened to or honored or anything that in and of itself is relatively arrogant. There is no humility in any human showing up and expecting that other people should grant them their attention or their space. Now, when it's one thing to show up that way uh, with a certain sense of entitlement. It's another thing to have an expectation that even if people don't serve you or let you in their space or invite you in or whatever, that you should then insert yourself further into that moment. Uh, men do it a fucking ton in business. There's a lot of assuming that somebody gives a shit that you exist because you have a dick sort of energy in business. It just is true. Uh, that probably exists everywhere. I mean, I see it a lot in business. I know that a lot of my female friends who are successful business owners have to deal with a certain level of uh, understanding and working around some of the male shit that gets put all out into the fucking universe in that way. Um, another place that this happens is socially. Right. Men tend to just show up and because they buy somebody a drink or because they um, give a compliment or because they just show up that women should want their attention or that, you know, if a man buys a woman a drink, maybe the expectation for the man is that she then owes him something, uh, which is total and utter bullshit. So let me restate something I just said. If somebody shows up expecting uh, if somebody shows up and does something, and in doing that, they expect that they're then owed something, first of all, fuck that shit. Second of all, everybody does it. Third of all, um, it's, it's uh, maybe, Pat, maybe be gracefully, maybe gracefully dismiss yourself, right? Like, what I don't want to do is turn all of the, the observations about how men show up inappropriately uh, or in ways that aren't thoughtful or caring. What I don't want to do is create this like, yeah, fuck that resistance on the other side. Cause I don't know that that's ultimately healthy. Um, but you know, maybe my goal is simply to address from a male voice that this shit is real and that it happens and that it can be, it probably won't be cured without a fuckload of self-awareness. And the truth is that most men who would operate under some like dick swinging, ultra posturing, um, has to be bigger, better, flashier sort of fucking bullshit that they operate under. Anybody who tends to operate that way 
probably isn't doing deep emotional self-work. They might be doing self-work to like become more, more successful and make more money and buy a bigger house and do a bigger thing and what the fuck ever. But they probably aren't doing, and I'm not saying all, this is not an all statement. I know that there are some very successful businessmen um, who show up and do their shit and they do self-work and they still make fuck tons of money. They just don't insert themselves as being dickheads, right? So I'm not making this a blanket statement, but overall, uh, I would, I would, I I just, (laughs) to be a dude talking about some of this stuff is weird. And it's part of the reason why I didn't want to do this episode because it's something I'm very passionate about. I hate, um, I hate the kind of like, I hate the posturing male energy. I don't like it. I could give a fuck less how much money somebody makes or what kind of car they drive or what kind of house they live in. I actually could give a fuck less about what kind of house I live in and what kind of car I drive, to be real honest. I wear basically the same outfit every single day. Um, I live in a one-bedroom apartment with my two kids half the time. Literally, like, my the living room is also my bedroom. Like, I give no fucks about where I live. For me, it's about... Um, cost efficiency. And also in this particular situation, it was about an intimacy with my kids. Um, but I don't give a fuck what kind of car I drive. Like none of the things that I'm doing in business are about getting a, a shinier, brighter, bigger, something that somebody else is going to have something shinier, brighter, bigger than bigger, bigger, (laughs) bigger, bigger, bigger. Can't you see? Um, and that doesn't make me good. That doesn't make me better, right? Like that's not, inha- that's not necessarily me trying to pat myself on the back. I'm just trying to acknowledge why I'm coming at this conversation. I used to be uh, somebody who fawned after bigger, better, shinier things. Um, my language about humans was fucking terrible. Like I would speak miserably about humans insofar as I gave no value to their existence. Like the human had no worth to me other than what I could get from the human. Uh, it was a shitty place to be. Um, and then I refined that a little bit where I was more cognizant and aware socially and publicly of the words I was using and of how I was appropriating different cultures or subcultures or things like that. So, uh, a lot of work to become aware that when I'm speaking about the world or when I show up into the world, am I being an ultra selfish taker um, or am I being an observer or am I being a giver? What am I doing in that moment? And that awareness, that initial awareness allowed me to refine my public behavior, but my inner behavior still was not much better. So I still was being this like dick swinging douchebag, uh, in how I approached humanity. And, and when I would show up, I would show up wanting something in return. And, uh, there was very little, truthfully, there was very little humility about how I chose to show up and operate. Um, and there surely was not much compassion. Like I was not showing up for you. Even if I, even if it was about you, I was not showing up for you. Um, that led to some really great friendships of mine, Um, with folks who are a part of the LGBTQ community and lifestyle and being able to hear their story and understand their story and digest it uh, and filter it through my experience in a way 
really forced me to continue to refine how I showed up for the the world, how I showed up in earth and showed up for humanity. It forced me to continue to refine that because what it did for me, it took away my ability to to be publicly refined and privately a douchebag. I couldn't rationalize the things anymore because it was no longer about theory for me. It wasn't about human service or humility or some theory that had to do with humanity. It was legitimately just about, um, or it became about the experience of other humans, which is much deeper and a much better motivator than some fucking theory, which is why I think college is bullshit. Mostly for me, it was bullshit. How's that? Um, except for art class. Never mind. That's another rabbit hole. <laughs> uh, I th- let me explain. I think theory uh, about humanity and some of our behaviors and actions, just theory alone is not always helpful. Um, just like religious theory is not always helpful. Just like political theory is not always helpful. If we don't have action or experience to back up the theory, the theory will always be light footed and be able to be knocked over easily. Once you pair some theory or some philosophy with experience that matches or strengthens or uh, backs up that philosophy or theory, becomes much harder to knock it over. Uh, becomes much more sturdy and founded in your belief system and in your your guts as a human being. But theory without experience is weak. Anyway, thanks for letting me explain that. So. My own refining came, like I said, from some great friends of mine, part of the LGBTQ community, and I started to listen to their story. I started to actually hear what the experience was. And so uh, let me put this into some context. Uh, It would be like publicly defending the LGBTQ community and then very quickly and and, uh, rudely and rampantly being with in another circle of people and saying, oh, that dude looks like a fag, as an example. Um, I only give that example to provide context of what I'm actually saying. So when I heard more of their story and I, and I could experience the life that they had lived and that philosophy and that theory came to life in their experience and in their story, I was like, fuck, I have to fix my behavior a little further. Like I have to become softer and more humble about how I approach humans it was really helpful for me, um, and it sparked where I am today. Uh, my experience with people who are not like me is one of the greatest gifts I've ever had, and it's um, it's not just folks in the LGBTQ community. It's folks of different race, um, different political systems, different religious systems, being able to experience the lives of people who are different than me gives me such perspective and experience to pair with that philosophy or the theories that I have or the thoughts that I think. So in these experiences of, of continuing to refine my own behavior, I found myself showing up more humbly. I found myself actually listening. Um, it, it wasn't until fuck way later in my life than I would like to admit that I actually became a listener and not just a speaker. Uh, I do talk fucking an enormous amount of words. There are very few humans, I think, who use more words than me. <laughs> but I also am a, a really great listener 
because I learned how to actually give a shit. Uh, it was no longer about theory or philosophy for me. It really is about showing up in in the world, in the humans, um, as a man who's six foot one, I'm not like a small human. Uh, I can sometimes look relatively aggressive because of my appearance. Um, but I show up in a, and I try to be as soft and thoughtful and, and understanding as I possibly can. And I don't always do that well, but it is absolutely the thing that I try to do when I show up every time. I, when I am in people's lives, I show up very intensely, uh, but it is also very intentional and it's also served with a purpose and it, and it often actually is misunderstood, which also is okay. (laughs) Um, because I'll round out the episode (laughs) because what most of us are used to are men who show up needing something, wanting something, inserting themselves into a situation or a moment that they were not invited into and doing so in a way that is very dismissive if in fact they're rejected. So most men, once they're rejected or challenged or something, just say, fuck you and push you away or, you know, fight harder to get what they want or break the law to get what they want. Um, and that goes in a number of different directions. When, when we are in the world experiencing, uh, this toxic thing that we do, right? Like there's a bunch of jokes. There's short man syndrome, little dick syndrome, uh, overcompensation syndrome. Like if you, I, it, you maybe not me cause I am like captain asshole. Sometimes maybe you see somebody driving a really big fucking truck and you're like, man, what is that overcompensating for? Like, these are some of the stereotypes and things that I think we've come up with, uh, to try to match behavior with pattern. Um, but we, nonetheless, we identify that there's no real rhyme or reason as to why men show up this way. It's not just short men. It's not just tall men. It's not just fat men. It's not just skinny men. It's not bearded men or clean face men. It's not tattooed men or not tattooed men. It just is a testosteroneal thing. I just made that word up where we are somehow driven to think that we deserve and that we deserve whatever the fuck it is we want. I'm super guilty of that. I just have to acknowledge that that is true. It is very true for almost all men that I know to show up in that way in one way or another. Um, granted, I find a, I take a lot of pride, um, in the growth that I've experienced and who I think I'm becoming as a man, and in how I'm able to show up for the world. Uh, if you are a male who's listening to this, uh, please, and if you made it this far, fucking high five to you because you sh- maybe shouldn't have. I don't know. But if you're a male listening to this episode, uh, before you get defensive or think like, oh, fuck this guy, take two deep breaths and examine why it is that you're angry or frustrated or feel slighted or are being defensive. Two deep breaths. Ask yourself or examine why that is your initial response. If you're male listening to this and you're saying, oh my God, thank you. There needs to be more kindness, softness, softness, humility, etc. Um, then 
glad that you found a place where you don't feel totally alone in that. Um, if you're a female who's listening, uh, I imagine, and I probably know that whether you're straight or gay or trans or queer or undefined, that you have had experiences with men <clears throat> that have rubbed you in a terribly wrong way and made you walk away thinking, man, that guy was a dick. Assuming that that is almost always the case, I'm very sorry for that experience. And I hope that uh, conversations like this, I won't say men like me, um, that conversations like this can help to spark continued growth uh, in our emotional understanding of how to be a well-rounded functioning human. Um, I didn't really, I talked for, <laughs> I talked so much about that. Uh, <clears throat> and I feel like there were parts that I got a little disjointed, but, uh, there's also toxic female energy. Um, you know, there's, there's all sorts of toxic energy. What, what I'm going to leave us with on this episode is that we would not ever show up to life expecting that anybody owes us something other than actually no <laughs> the only thing that we can really grasp um as humans is that other people are probably going to show up for themselves first so uh maybe that's twofold maybe that's an understanding that nobody fucking owes you anything in this life it doesn't matter what gender you have uh, how you identify, how much money you make, how big your car is, or how nice your car is, or how big your house is. None of it matters, and nobody fucking cares. Just show up and don't be a douche. Um, if also, on the other side, you are prone to feeling like giving into that aggressive energy is necessary or uh, what's expected, I want to empower you to think differently. No human inherently owes another human anything except kindness and respect and a little bit of humility. And if we can do those things, I think that we have the ability to move in the right direction. Honestly, in all my optimism, I sometimes feel like these words just will drift into the fucking heavens and it will never make any sort of eternal difference. But I say them anyway because I'm hopeful <laughs> that uh, I'm hopeful that it, that it does help us to be aware and re-identify who we are as humans. Um, so the final message being don't show up into this world, into relationships, into business scenarios, expecting that anybody owes you anything. Do the work to fall in love with yourself and realize that there really truly is not anything in this world that makes us happier than human connectivity. And if we live in a way that is hard and aggressive, we will push all of it away and end up alone. I think that's it for this one. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you. I know it got a little somber and serious at the end. I tend to do that. Uh, but thank you for listening. If this resonated with you and you want to share it, that would be fucking dope. Otherwise, I'll be at you soon.